Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has faced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Divine Feminine Solo episode, I'm sharing about the concept of returning to yourself when we've gone through a traumatic experience, a loss, if we're grieving, if we've had a breakup, if we're struggling with addiction or going into recovery, the sense where we feel very disconnected from ourselves, very distant from ourselves, and how we can begin the long walk back to ourselves. I offer some ideas about how we can do this, how to reconnect with the self, how to find peace within, and how to nurture yourself and begin the process of learning to love and accept yourself fully. So take a listen and enjoy. Everybody, Whitney here with a Divine Feminine solo episode. And on today's episode, I want to explore the concept of returning to yourself. Now, this is a very big concept. Yet I want to just introduce some basic ideas. I might elaborate on it on a later episode. For today, I just wanted to offer some very beginner inceptional inception steps towards returning to yourself when you may have been through something in your life, ending a cycle, be it in a unhealthy relationship or in an addiction or both, having gone through some trauma where you feel almost like you've lost yourself. We use that phrase often. I feel so lost. I've lost touch with myself. I need to get back to myself. I need to find myself. What does that actually mean? I speak to this a lot in my episodes around addiction. When I speak about my journey through addiction into recovery and sobriety, I note that at the bottoming out point, of my using, I felt like I was a hundred miles from myself, that I wasn't even sitting within myself. They call it the seat of the soul, right? When you're truly seated with, centered, aligned with your self, with your soul, with your essence. When we resort to unhealthy behaviors, we feel like we drift away from ourselves, which we might very well do. They call it the silver cord. I've heard that phrase before. I've spoken of that before, which is that it may feel like we've lost our soul, but our soul is always connected to us. Some people call it, it's connected with the silver cord. It can drift, yet it never truly leaves you. If we find ourselves feeling that distance, feeling like we've finally decided to turn around and take that, as I call it, long walk back to ourselves. What are some means to do so? 
I'm recording this on the back of recording another solo episode on love detox, as I did also an episode on love addiction. And I spoke to you that during the detox phase, when we're letting an unhealthy habit or situation leave us, that we need to practice self-love. How do we do that? For some people, it feels so nebulous and out of their realm of understanding of what does that actually mean? So I wanted to talk about that here is when we're beginning the journey to return to ourselves, what are some practices? Obviously it involves self-care, self-acceptance, self-love practices that help us feel more attuned, feel more in our bodies, connected with and not afraid of or avoidant of our emotions, mindful of our mental chatter, our mental voice, our mental state right? What's going on up there? How are things up there? I remember when I first got sober, my head felt like a mess, like a bomb went off up there. It's terrible. And I had to do whatever I could to find some peace some solace from this chattering. I couldn't sleep. And that can happen through any challenging situation in life. After a breakup, sometimes it's so brutal and so heartbreaking. People will say they don't eat, they don't sleep. Same thing when you're getting off of drugs or alcohol, or if you've gone through a trauma, you're in a post-traumatic state. All of these things, again, make us feel like we've drifted away from ourselves and we're trying to return to ourselves. So how do we find peace? How do we offer ourselves solace in that state of chaos, of turmoil, of distress, of discomfort, because sometimes it feels like it's never going to go away. I remember feeling when I first got sober that I was never going to feel normal again. Everything felt off. My body, my mind, it felt terrible. And not being able to sleep just exacerbates everything. Not being able to eat just makes you so out of whack and so out of tune with yourself. Yet we can always return back to ourselves and find peace again because that is our natural homeostasis. That's our natural state. When we've reached a state of discordance, dysfunction, disruption within ourselves, it's because we've done something that's not functional for us. We've been in a dysfunctional state, but we'll always want to return back naturally to a functional state. It just takes time. So there's so many things to this. Yet what I want to speak to today is really just little ways that we can find peace and find that solace within us. Just little tidbits every day that can bring us there. I know for me, when I was in that state of not sleeping, not eating, getting off drugs, feeling God awful, the only thing I could do was I would listen to hypnotic meditation music And I would just put my hand on my chest and I would lie down because the only thing I could trust was my breath. If anybody's ever had a panic attack or had extreme anxiety, you know that it feels like hell and that it feels like you might just spontaneously die or go crazy. You feel so detached from reality at some points. So all you can do is just bring yourself to the one thing that's a smooth rhythm. It's, you know, and it's said that our breath is mimicking 
the breath of the universe, that the universe itself breathes in and out. So our breath will always provide us with comfort and peace because it's truly attuning to the natural energies and motion of the universe, which is in and out, in and out. And how so many things in life honor that same ebb and flow, right? The ocean can be so soothing. The waves roll in and they roll back out. They roll in, they roll out. Same if you're on the bank of a river or a lake and the tide coming up and back. Anything that has that ebb and flow motion is very soothing because it is truly mimicking our greater whole, which is the universe, all that is, which is always in motion. So ironically, even though anxiety can feel frenetic and uncomfortable, like your like your whole body is just shaking and uncomfortable, we're always in motion. So even though we're seeking quote unquote stillness, it's just trying to slow it down to a, an aligned. It's almost just more like reaching cordance, reaching alignment with that in and out. So I sat there on my bed and I put my hand on my heart. That's a powerful practice. If that's all you have, that's a nice thing. Even if you don't have the meditational music, it helps because the it's soothing, right? Sound healing. But if all you have is to lay on your bed and just listen to your breath, because it also helps you to recognize that time is passing. I used to feel like I can't handle this, how I can't go one more second, one more minute. But then as you notice that, well, okay, I just had five deep breaths. I'm still here. I'm still really anxious, but maybe if I keep going, okay, now it's 30 seconds. I'm feeling a little better, still kind of jumping out of my skin, but I'm still here. That in and out breath, that hand on your heart centers you, reminds you of what's true, that this experience is temporary, that you are eternal and every element within you is working with you for your eternal body, for this eternal experience. And you can, in fact, trust it and breathe with it. And even if you're not having this physiological experience, again, if it is a breakup, heartache is real. Heartbreak is real. It can feel just as painful and just as heavy. And it also helps to connect with our heart and say, I know you're still there. It feels like you've been broken into a million pieces, but you're still there. And you can say that to your heart, but also to your spirit. You know, I've often heard people as a therapist, when I speak to people who've gone through very difficult separations or a traumatic event, and they'll say, I feel like I have just been broken apart, that I've just been completely obliterated and I'll never be the same. That I broke my spirit is something I heard once. This broke my spirit. So we want to reconnect with our spirit because then we can acknowledge that it's not broken, right? You've just been given a big old wallop of a hit of something really hard to all systems, your emotional, mental, physical body, your spirituality, your existence, ways you thought of yourselves. All these things are so challenging to face. So we have to connect back just to simplicity, to what's real. You, no matter what you've gone through, you are still here. Unless you're not, unless, and then you went on the spirit world. And then you remember all of this accurately. You don't have to listen to me. 
once you pass over, you're like, oh, everything was fine all the time. I had nothing to worry about because even, even death is not a true ending. There's really no such thing as death. Sorry. I'm not here to tell you what to think. That's just what I've really felt um, is true and what I've come to understand. Yet everybody has to process and understand that themselves. But this does not have to do with afterlife or any of that. This is just any person who's in the physical world that know what it's, knows what it's like to feel like you want to jump out of your skin, like you're so disconnected and uncomfortable because of something that you're going through that feels like you're dying, that feels like you've been broken apart. Connecting with your heart, connecting with your breath, doing beautiful, soothing, nurturing things, like taking a nice long hot bath. I like baths as well because they also help you. You have to look at your body. You look at yourself and they're naked. And you're like, without any of my clothes, without any of my titles, I am here. I'm in this bath and I can honor my body. I can rub it, you know, get some soap, some bubbles. Take your hands along your body and notice that you are here, that you are powerful, that you are beautiful, that you deserve love and kindness, that you are sensual. That just because something happened to you or you lost something doesn't mean you don't still have this beautiful existence to use and delight in. So we can take a bath with maybe some, maybe we do rose petals. We do some Epsom salts, things that make us feel relaxed. We light some candles and we just take that time. It's just us and our body naked as we came. A beautiful song by Iron and Wine. Maybe that's the name of their album naked as we come. Actually, that'd be a great band to listen to while you're taking a nice soothing bath. They have beautiful, beautiful music, iron and one. Or we take some time in beautiful places, beautiful places that feel calming to us, whether for us, that's being in a garden, being out on a hike in the wilderness and woods, communing with a river, or a lake, a grove of trees, because then we can also, when we're out in nature and this is science, it's not just me stating what is so being with nature brings down our nervous system. It brings feelings of calm, of peace. That's been shown. My take on it is that it helps us remember that we are just like the plants and the trees that we see around us, that we need to be nurtured. We need to be loved. We need the basic things to keep us well. We need to take care of ourselves, give ourselves the nutrients we need, the light we need, the water we need, the rest we need, and let ourselves bloom and blossom and feel joy because we are deserving of that. So we take the time and the space to do so, to go into those places, even if we feel that, whew, that giant weight in our chest, we pull ourselves up and we get out of bed and we put our clothes on and we drive out to a special spot. And maybe we just spend the whole time crying, or maybe it's one of those days where you make a little bit of progress and you feel your heart a little bit and you realize I'm going to be okay. And I'm not quite over it. And I don't quite feel totally connected with myself. But today I got a little sense, a little spark 
I remember feeling that early in sobriety. I was very resistant to going to any meetings or programs that helped you with sobriety until I was just in such a bad place, such a dark, disconnected place that I needed to try something. So I very defiantly went to some of those meetings. And I remember I was telling my story and it was like this spark just like went at my chest. Excitement. I was like, ooh, I have a story. Wow, what do you know? I'm not just this head case of a 20-something-year-old who needed to get sober because I'm a mess. You lived. There's a reason why you did those things. There's a reason why you resorted to unhealthy means to feel better. There was something going on. There was wounding. There's pain. That's okay. That's okay. So I felt that first spark of life that wasn't the result of a drug or a drink or some boy's attention. It came from within. And I feel it was my soul being like, yes, express yourself. This is you. Not what you get externally, not what you try to prove externally, just you right here sharing your essence, which is what we're all meant to do. Yet we can get distracted and pulled away from that when we get too caught up in things that we think define us. That can often cause the worst heartbreak is when we feel we lost something that we truly identified with. And that can be the loss of a job or a home or status or a friendship or a relationship. And then we have to recognize, what if I lost everything? What then? And that's what these exercises are for, is to realize, then what? Then nothing, I'd still be me. My heart would still be here. My breath would still be here. My miraculous body, my soul, my essence that I can bring forth is still here. So I find ways to connect with that, even when it's hard to even breathe or move because we're in so much grief and so much pain. You keep doing it and then you notice that you start to feel better. And then you notice there's a day that you didn't cry or a day that you slept a little more and a day that you're able to actually eat a full meal. Before you know it, you'll be up and running again and on your feet. And it takes longer sometimes than others for certain things. But it's that miraculous experience of being broken apart and then coming and finding yourself healing and coming back together even more majestically, more powerfully. Because then you've really learned what it is to live. These times are so difficult of heartbreak, of loss, of having to admit defeat to an addiction, to a toxic relationship, having to admit the occurrence of a very painful trauma that you can't change. It's really hard to have to face the fact that something that happened to you happened to you. And you can't make it go away. And you can't change that it happened. So we realize that we're stronger than that and we're bigger than that, than anything that could ever happen to us. We are infinite beings. And we're having an experience on earth to reclaim and recognize our true nature and essence and self. And every time we're broken apart, we bring ourselves together like that phoenix rising from the ashes and we realize more and more our brilliance. You are brilliant. 
You're radiant. You're beautiful. You are intelligent. You have your own unique soul gifts to offer. And the things that we think will kill us are actually the things that are allowing that growth to happen, that are allowing you to bring out what is dormant within us. Because the thing is, when we cruise through life and things are calm and quiet and nothing really ruffles our feathers or really grinds our gears or forces us to do that gritty, tough work, we might just neglect our soul altogether. Because it's actually kind of easy to go through life just day by day going through the motions. So sometimes life will throw throw us a curveball because that's the only way to get in. There's a quote. I have to say, I want to say it's Cohen, uh, Leonard Cohen. There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. When we crack open, that's how we get to finally shine our light that we might not have have even known was there. But when we go through that adversity, those challenges, that heartbreak, that desperation, that feeling of total and complete hopelessness, we crack open and then our light comes through and we say, wow, look what I have inside of me. Now the question is, what am I going to do with it? So I hope this is helpful. More so this turned out to be shedding light on what it is to drift away from yourself in challenging times and experiences, and then how to begin to return to yourself. And it can be, I mentioned a few ways, but you can also find your own way. Sometimes it's through music or starting something that sparks your interest that you can engage in because we don't want to use escapism per se, but escape engaging in something that feels like you can connect with it is different than escapism. Something that's soothing is what we need sometimes just to get through as we get stronger. I often talk about connecting with animals, anything that just brings you into that regulated nervous system, that place where you can find some calm. Anything that feels just like a nice, like somebody's just rubbing your shoulders. You know, it can feel so nice when someone just even just like brushes their hand on you because sometimes we need to feel like a child where we're just being held and saying it's going to be okay. And that's another thing we can do for ourselves. Sometimes we need to just sit with ourselves and say, you're going to be okay because you are. One thing I'll offer, I found myself doing this the other night. I don't know why. It just kind of came to me. I was having a moment where I felt emotional, I was upset. I was feeling critical of myself. And every night I have, you know, I kind of open the space to have gratitude for my day. I light some candles. I light some sage, just kind of releasing the energy and calling back the energy that I may have lost that is mine. And I put my hands around my face, like cut my face, basically cupped it. And something about that was so powerful. It's a very simple thing, but I felt my energy coming through me. I felt love. I felt held. It's just a very sacred thing to do because that's what we do mostly only with children or loved ones, right? We hold their face and we say, I love you. And you hold them. I also once did a energy session with somebody who does angelic Reiki. 
and angelic readings. And she said that during our reading, she saw, I think it was mother Magdalene come down and hold my face like that. And I've always remembered that. And maybe that's what inspired me to do it is if I can't feel it myself to do it for myself. And even if that doesn't sit with you, find out where in your body, it feels good to hold yourself. Cause as I said, sometimes we just need to feel to be parent ourselves basically and say, you're going to be okay. And I love you. Also weighted blankets and other, anything that offers pressure, our body loves a little bit of pressure because it makes it feel held. It feels good to us to feel that little bit of weight. Animals will often come lay on us when they can sense because animals are very intuitive, very attuned to energy when we are distressed or sad and cats, right. will always come and lay right on your heart chakra when it knows you need some extra love and that nice little purr. So there's many ways to go about it, to give ourselves that nurturing, that loving sustenance that we need. So to close this session or this episode, but Hey, I hope it served maybe as a session for those who really needed this. Cause I, I imagine there's someone out there listening who really just needed to feel held. And I hope you feel my energetic hug as I record this and send this out to you. And appropriately, I'm going to pull from the Archangel Oracle cards. See what little angel message wants to come through for this reading. Pull one. Let's see what card wants to come through for the highest good and greatest guidance of everyone listening. Moon cycles. Notice how the moon affects your energy and manifestations and capitalize upon these cycles. That's funny because in my notes, I wrote to talk about a way to self-soothe or to nurture is to go for night walks, connect with the moon, take moon baths, go outside and allow yourself to be bathed in the light of the moon, whether it's a full moon or a half moon, even a new moon has its own power when it feels like, looks like there's no moon. But also, you know, this is a powerful message of honoring the cycles. Honoring cycles in our life can help us, again, feel more connected with ourselves, right? If you're feeling lost, it, it may not hurt to start looking up. When is the new moon and the full moon? How can I acknowledge that on new moons is a time to consider new beginnings, to kind of cleanse, to reflect and say, what do I... How has this past cycle been? What do I want to bring in this time? What do I want to release? And then to hit the full moon and say, where am I feeling full? What do I have to celebrate? When we connect with cycles, we do start to feel more attuned with our bodies. We can even, as women, we can notice our menstrual cycles and be, I remember for years, I, I didn't freaking know when my period was, <laughs> right? It was like, oh, it, it's somewhere between my 28 days or like 35 days. But now I notice it almost always tends to try to sync up with the moon. So those are powerful things. You realize that there's a whole world operating within you that didn't fall away just because of an external devastation, a breakup, a traumatic event, an addiction. You notice that there's the cycles are still there running within them, running within you to keep you going, to keep you alive, to keep you healthy. Your vitality is within those cycles. So honoring those cycles is a powerful thing. Notice how the moon affects your energy and manifestations. Capitalize upon these cycles. Also remember that you ain't done yet. 
right? It may feel like it's going to kill you, but it didn't. So what are you going to do now with that light that's coming through? Honor yourself enough to honor the cycles of the body. Take rest when you need it. Grieve when you need it. Allow for your cycle of grief to take place and not try to fight it or rush it. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful. So wonderful connecting with all of you, sharing this message with all of you. I hope whoever needs it finds it. Have a beautiful day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.